Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and Paul tells us that no matter what happens around us, we should live lives worthy of the gospel. He writes to the Philippians in chapter 1, verse 27, that whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Others should look at us and see just how much we value the gospel. We aren't saved by works, but faith without them is dead. And one of the behaviors that people should notice about us is our courage. You know, the gospel should make us courageous. Paul continues with the Philippians writing, then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. Part of us living out lives worthy of our calling requires courage and others are going to see that courage and know that it's a sign of those who are saved by God not because uh, the circumstances make it any easier to be courageous but because our trust is now in a faithful God that is real courage in scripture perhaps one of the most memorable and also one of the most misunderstood stories of courage is in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And and there we're told the story of a young boy 3,000 years ago who faces this massive man named Goliath when he stepped out of the ranks of the Philistines as the champion for their army. And we read that Goliath's height was six cubits in a span. That's six feet, nine inches, if you haven't been measuring yourself in cubits recently. He had a a bronze helmet on his head, and he wore a coat of scale armor, bronze, weighing 5,000 shekels. And on his legs, he, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back and his spear shaft was like a a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels and his shield bearer went ahead of him. And then after we hear this description of Goliath, we hear him speak. Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. And then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's word, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And for 40 days, this went on. Each morning and each evening, Goliath stepped forward. And each day, the Israelites took a step back. Then, a teenage shepherd boy named David shows up, and he's been coming back and forth for a while now, leaving uh, to take care of his father's sheep. But now he's back with some bread and some cheese, and he sees that the Israelites are shrinking at the sight of Goliath. And so he took his shepherd's sling, he grabbed a few stones, and he knocked Goliath down, chopped off his head. And many, they look at this great and unlikely victory as the hallmark story of personal courage, despite uh, seemingly insurmountable odds. 
But that's not what this story is about at all. You know, David's not just some underdog, as we might like to make him out to be, who's able to overcome his deficiencies with his confidence and his bravery. The moral of the story is not that we should get out there and face our giant because those heroes who have courage always come out on top. No, it's true that courage may be part of the story, but there was something far more important that allowed David this victory. But before we talk about that advantage David had, we should understand why Saul and the Israelites hadn't managed to get this done yet. Why did they not have the courage to take this giant of a man down? 40 days went by. Saul promised great reward for any soldier who would step into the ring. But instead, everyone just shook in fear. Why is that? Well, at face value, it seems pretty obvious. This guy was big, perhaps uh, bigger than anyone on the Israelite side. He was trained well. He was working at this since birth. He was equipped with everything uh, that he was going to need, with armor that's going to protect him from anything you could attack him with. And he's self-confident. He, he's uh, goading the Israelites on. And just his taunting alone would probably be enough to scare most off. The Hebrews were simply outmatched. And no matter how many rewards Saul offered a potential victor, stepping in front of the line to fight this guy was suicide. That's the easy answer, and we've heard it often. But it's missing a crucial detail. You see, David was looking at the same facts that Saul already was. He saw a big guy, but he also knew the Israelites had taken on big guys before. Remember you know, when Moses had sent out the 12 spies and all of them but Caleb came back saying it was impossible to take the promised land because the people there, they were too big. They were too strong. The Israelites felt as small as grasshoppers. But both Saul and David would know the history, and there is no doubt that the Israelites could take on big opponents and win. It was never about who was bigger or who was stronger or who had greater numbers in the Old Testament. It was about their faith in God. A few chapters before, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, we see the defeat of the Israelites because they put more faith in the Ark of the Covenant than God himself. They had lost their faith and God. And here again, these men, they lack the courage to face Goliath, not because they lack the strength or the training or the self-confidence, but because they lacked faith. To them, Goliath felt bigger than God. Not so with David. David was confident that God keeps promises. He'd seen it and he was prepared to see it again. You see, just the chapter before, Samuel the prophet had told David that God had chosen him as the next king of Israel. God had a plan for his life and David knew that even a, a big guy couldn't come in the way of that. He also took comfort in what God had done for him in the past. Chapter 17, verse 34, he says, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. David had courage, not because it seemed at all plausible that he could defeat Goliath on his own power or his own self-confidence, but because God made a promise and God doesn't break those. 
Courage is not a virtue that we can develop in ourselves. It is a virtue that naturally develops when we start to know who God is. It's just the natural byproduct of faith. That's what we read in Philippians. Courage is the result of the gospel. In the new covenant of Christ, we are not in a battle over flesh and blood like David was. Ephesians 6.12 tells us that. But it also says that we are in a battle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We put on our armor so that we can stand firm against those enemies who are bigger than we are. They are giants. They are taunting us. But they can be slain just as Goliath was through faith. There are courage to face those spiritual enemies is not going to come from our strength or our training or our self-confidence. It's going to come when we trust that God has made us a promise and God doesn't break those. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.